text this morning is found in that 24th verse. Listen carefully. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. What is the biggest thing in your life? That is your God. Young lady struts down the street. You can almost see it in her face. She's the biggest thing in her life. See this strong boy, muscled up. You don't have to read his mind very carefully. He is the biggest thing in his life. What is the biggest thing in your life? That is your God. Christ calls us to repentance. And he calls us to faith. And he calls us not to seek treasures on earth. Where moth, where moth and rust corrupt and thieves break through and steal. And if nothing else takes it away, death will take it all away. You'll have nothing. If you lived for the world, for the treasures of this world, at death, you'll certainly have nothing. An elder said to me on one occasion, I never saw Rink struck in a funeral procession. Nobody takes it with them. Nobody. Nobody, I said. Because it will not last. But you say, everyone is trying to get financially fixed. Yes, the majority are. Almost everybody. Maybe most of you. I don't know you that well. Maybe I know some of you. But the shrewdest, the best educated people, the most influential people, men, women, seek the things of the world. This is what they're living for. This is what they give themselves to. This is what they're doing night and day. Throughout the week. Even the poorest. The least wealthy. The least powerful. Are seeking to get enough. At least enough that they can live. This is what they live for. All week long. Christ says, they are blind. Preached on that the last time I had opportunity to address you, I think. Maybe some of you were not here, but this is what I preached on. 
but they are blind, all of them. And they're in darkness, and there's no darkness like blindness. That's Jesus' parable, a brief little insert tacked into this sermon, a parable. You see, they're not capable of judging correctly because they cannot see. They're in darkness, the darkness of blindness, which is the darkest place to ever be, blind. So this afternoon, I call on you to look at one of the greatest lies that the devil in the world has ever conspired to convince us or truths, as if they were true. The greatest lie anyone has ever told, and everyone believes it, almost everyone, Live for the world. Give yourself to this world to get, get, get. And I'll give you this afternoon the solution, at least a part of it, some of it. But the flesh believes the lie because we're so fleshy, fleshly given over to the flesh, to our own passions, desires, and lusts. The lie is you can have both. That's what most of you believe. I can have all of this world, but I can have Jesus too. I go to church on Sunday. I sing the Psalms. I read the prayers. I, well, whatever's going on in the service, I follow it very carefully. Well, I'll have them both. Oh, no, you won't. You're deceived completely. You cannot have them both. It's an impossibility. Jesus is honest and truthful, and he knows everything. He knows it all. Whether you believe it or not, he does. So Jesus explodes the lie and the fallacy behind it. And here's... The answer, no man can serve two masters. Mammon is one master. Now, what is mammon? Well, Luke doesn't leave us in doubt about it. He explains very clearly. 16th chapter, I believe it is, verses 7 and 11 and some other places as well. It's the mammon of unrighteousness. Mammon is the unrighteous. Whatever it is that's unrighteous is mammon. Whether it's in you or out there or wherever you find them, any mammon, you find unrighteousness. Wherever you find unrighteousness, you find this idea of mammon. So mammon is a master. The devil is a master. He has you in chains. He has everyone in chains. Bondage, slavery to him, to serve him and the world. God is a master. 
He can enslave you. He will. What a glorious slavery it is to be enslaved to God, the gracious one, the good one, the merciful one. Oh my, what a master. But you cannot have both. Impossibility. Let me read to you from Ephesians chapter 5. And the verse of 15, I believe it is. If I can find my place. No, it's the fifth verse, I believe. For this ye know, you should know, you do know. Listen carefully. You already know this. And you would admit it. But you think you can have both, the world and God. You cannot, as your master. And this is the bondage of the world in the flesh, in the devil. For ye know this, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous, greedy man, which is idolatrous, idolatry, Covetousness is idolatry. Hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ, our God, and our God, of our God, the Christ of our God? Let no man deceive you. Don't you be deceived with vain words. But you've been tricked. You've believed the lie. You can have both. Because of all these things, the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye, therefore, partakers with them. For ye were sometime darkness. Paul is addressing a Christian church. So we carry the darkness with us. We are darkness. Ye were sometime darkness. But now are ye light. You've begun to see. Light has come and your whole life has changed. And you've become a creature of light, not of darkness any longer. But now, you are children of light. You were sometime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We don't. Do we know better? We should. And in a way we do, but we don't believe it. You see, it says you cannot serve two masters. In other words, you're not able. No one can do it. There is no one in all the world who can have two masters. Jesus explains it. What does he say? There's not an exception in all the world. Not anyone who can be accepted. 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 E-X. That can be exempt from this. You can not. It's an impossibility. Serve. Two. Now you make a show of it. You pretend you're serving God, but you're really serving yourself the whole week. This is all your life. 
what it's all about. So you give yourself to the greatest idol, mammon, unrighteousness. So you do not really serve God because you have another master. Well, let me say if an illustration does help a little bit, we need those sometimes to put a little window, a little light on the subject. Think of a soldier. He cannot serve two governments unless he's a Benedict Arnold betraying one government for the other, but he's not serving both. Even though he's pretending to serve God, he's really serving Satan, the devil, the flesh, the world. Benedict Arnold pretended to serve the United States, but betrayed them, never repented, was glad he did it, it seems. You cannot have two governments to serve as a soldier. It's an impossibility. You will love one and you'll hate the other. You'll cleave to the one and you'll despise the other. No man can serve two masters. And why is this? Well, their commands are opposed, completely opposite to one another. One's for this government, one's for this government. You can't be serving both. It's an impossibility. One says, promote my cause. The other says, no, promote mine. One says, be humble. Another says, be proud. That's what the world is telling you. And you're so proud of yourself. You've earned your way in the world. No. If you have anything, it's from God. He gave it to you. Whatever you have is his gift. Whether you admit it or not. But you humbly think you did something. And you love the world. But you're told, love not the world, nor the things of the world. You have two gods. One is directing your attention to eternal things, unseen things, things that have no value in this world, none for the world, none, no value. But you're living for the things that are valuable to the world because they become valuable to you. They possess your heart. One directs your attention to the unseen and the eternal, the other to that which is seen but passing, and you'll lose it all. It will all go away one day. If you don't lose it while you're living, you'll lose it when you die. God promises great blessings, great blessings. Is he a liar? Or is he telling the truth? The world is telling you, get, 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 get. 
that's what it's living for. That's what you're living for. No. You must be reasonable. You have to live in the world, so you must provide some living for yourself. But what is your main purpose? What drives you? What is it that influences you most? What is the biggest thing in your life? I'll go on and give you other reasons. You will love one and you will hate the other. You cannot love both. It's an impossibility. They're opposites of one another. You will hold to the one tightly and despise the other. Oh, I don't despise God. Oh, yes, you do. If you're holding tightly to the world, if you cleave to this world, you must cleave to the Lord and to righteousness. So you'll either hate God or you'll hate the world. Mammon, unrighteousness. Oh, you must not hate God. Of course, you know better. Then you must hate mammon, unrighteousness, the world. Oh, but I don't hate the world. Or do you? I don't know. Only you can tell. Only God knows in some ways. Some people don't even know their own hearts. They've been so deceived and tricked by the lies that they can have both. You still believe that, don't you? Some of you, you'll have them both. I'll have my world and I'll have heaven too. Oh, no, you won't. You are not to love the world. So clear. So, so clear. John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15 where we read, Love not the world, neither the things on, in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides, continues, lives forever. Do you believe that? Oh, you say you do, but you live for the world. You're in love with the things that you can see, not the things that you cannot see. Does your affection belong to God? Or does your affection belong to this world? It must be one or the other. And it must be total. It will be total. Total allegiance. One master or another master. You cannot have two. Exclusively God. Even though you must live in the world, you must not live for the world. 
Christ is clear about that in John's gospel. And many other places, many other, many other places. I could hardly begin to give them all to you. You have eyes for God or you have eyes for the world. I think I read that, didn't I? Did you hear it? Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of the servant, now that means the slave. You're the slave of the devil, or you're the slave of God. You cannot be both slave to both. Behold, the eyes of the servant, the slave, look unto the hand of their masters. Masters have slaves. So you must look to the eye of your master. As the eyes of the maiden to the hand of her mistress, her owner. So our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until he come and have mercy upon what you need is not what you deserve. If you get what you deserve, you will all be perishing in hell forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. What you need is mercy. Have mercy upon us. O oh Lord, have mercy upon us. For we exceedingly fill with contempt. Everybody despises the Christian. Even if they wouldn't say it. And you felt it. This may be why you have turned to the world. If you have. Because you cannot stand to be despised. Contempt is what they feel for you who love God and love this righteousness that God stands for and the truth of his word about everything and anything else. You must give your loving service and obedience to God and him alone. Now you will hold to the one, either God or mammon, God or unrighteousness. Not to have any other God is what? We've read it. Are you covetous? Do you want the world? Things of the world? That is idolatry. I didn't say it. Christ said it. Paul said it. Everyone in scripture says it. Another God. Should I read maybe some other places? I don't know how to convince you. Probably I won't convince you by reading other places in the word of God. But Colossians chapter 3. And the verse 5. Mortify, therefore, your members, which is upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, concu evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children 
of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But you're no longer of the world. You're of God. You are light. You're no longer darkness. God has called you out of darkness, out of your blindness, and given you sight to see. And you've seen. Have you seen? I wonder sometimes what people see when their whole life is given over to getting the world, the things of the world. cannot cleave to the world and to God. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Looking again into Luke, the 16th chapter, this time the 15th verse, that explains what mammon is. You see, what is esteemed by the world, what is esteemed by men is an abomination to God. Do you see that? What an abomination it is? Or just a little, oh, well, I'll get both. I will live for the world as I'm doing, and I'll have heaven when I die. Oh, no. No, no, you won't. You'll despise. You have lived like you despised him. Do you despise mammon? Do you despise unrighteousness? Or do you despise God? There are only two masters. You're the slave of one or the other. Not both. You cannot be. An impossibility. Surely I don't despise God. I don't hate God. Are you living in such a way as to say anything else? Do you cleave to God? Do you hold on to him and his worship? Then you'll despise the world. You'll despise mammon. Hold on to God. The true and living God. The only God. Not this world, not your idolatry. It's an either or preposition. Proposition, not preposition, but proposition. Which will it be? Which is it for you? You cannot have both. It's an impossibility. God or mammon. What is this congregation living for? They seem committed to God. May they be by God's grace. This is the answer, the grace of God. But listen carefully. Christ says, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. Oh, I don't see it in such black and white terms, somebody says. Well, you may not, but God does. 
Jesus does, and he's God as well as man. Now, the hypocrite argues that he can have both. It's very reasonable for me to think the way I think because I'm a reasonable man and I think I can have both. <laughs> oh, no. You will not. It's a lie told by the devil, told so often, told so convincingly by the world. The flesh, your own flesh, tells you the same thing, but it's all a lie. It's all invented. You cannot have both. So many churches today imagine that they can enjoy this world, the riches of this world, live for this world, and all that it holds out for them and for God as well. They'll do it their way. They'll have both. They think, but be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. So again, I ask, what is the biggest thing in your life? Your mind? Your possessions? Yourself? What do you spend the most thinking about and working for? What is the biggest concern in your existence? If you're honest, you must repent. I must repent. We must all humble, bow, submit to the Lord God of heaven and earth with our whole being from the depths of our hearts, the depths of our souls, we must give ourselves in faith to God. Turn from the world. Turn to God. Because you come to church, maybe catechism classes as well, you sing all the hymns or the psalms and you tip your hat to God, but do you love him? Do you trust him? If you love him, you will obey him. If you're trusting him, you're obeying him. Serve the Lord. Be his slave. That he owns you. Acknowledge it. He does. He made you. He takes care of you every day. Oh, what care he takes of us. Even when we are despising him and cleaving to the world, he takes care of us all. What a great merciful God he is. Not to give us what we deserve immediately. If you do not love him, if you do not cleave to him, if you do not hate the world, if you do not despise the world, hold then to God.
What is the driving force that engages you most, that you're most careful about? Worldly gain or Christian piety, Christian holiness, Christian righteousness? Are you greedy for the world and possessions? Are you greedy for righteousness? Do you want more and more righteousness in your life, in the world, in every way? Are you hoarding your wealth? Even the poor hang on to their wealth with a tenacity that's hard to believe sometimes. They will not let go. But the rich, it's easy to spot them hoarding it. Professing Christians, but still you serve the flesh. You serve your passions. You serve your lusts. You serve your covetousness. Preachers, even ministers of the word, serve mammon. Oh, they speak carefully and pleasantly and never want to preach a wrong sermon. It would cost them if they preached something that people didn't like. It might cost them their salary, you see. That's what they're all afraid of so often. Should be preaching this to a presbytery, perhaps. But it's true. Even ministers are guilty. We, myself included, have been guilty. I must repent and come to faith anew in the Lord Jesus. Get saved anew? No. But nevertheless, faith needs to be renewed every day. Yesterday's righteousness is a day late. Should be today. Do I serve the Lord? Do I love righteousness or do I love mammon, unrighteousness? Judgment begins at the house of God. Have you been grieving the Holy Spirit? Has he withdrawn from you, maybe from the church? For you cannot serve God and mammon. Many a church has tried. Many a believer, professing believer, has tried. And maybe you're trying. This is why you've reaped the whirlwind. Seems everything goes through your fingers and gets away from you sometimes. Oh my. It's dangerous beyond expression. I cannot express how dangerous it is to set your affection on riches, to give your thoughts, your energies, your priorities to the world, to getting along in the world. You cannot live for God and for unrighteousness, mammon, impossible. Jesus says, the Lord says, my son, give me. 
What does he say? My son, my daughter, give me thine heart. Sometimes the greatest truths are buried in these little simple statements. Give me. He wants it all. Thine heart. Give to me. Not to the world. You cannot have both. God and the world. I trust that you are a willing, eager slave to the Lord Jesus. Paul says a lot about this, and so does John. Where should I read? I'll read in John 8 and verse 34. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the slave, the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever. But the son, give me thine heart. The son, S-O-N, abideth forever. If the son, S-O-N, shall make thee free, thou shalt be free. Indeed. Christ's servitude, slavery, is freedom. The greatest freedom you'll ever find in all the world. You will break the shackles of Satan. He will break them for you by his power. And his power alone can those be broken. You think you can break them? You cannot. Give yourself to him, your whole heart, to believing him, trusting him. Let him break those slavery shackles from off yourself. And set you free to serve the only gracious one who can be served with the greatest freedom and liberty that can ever be found in all the earth. No other is like unto this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal triune God. Mm -mm. If you think you can do both, you're deceived. Wake up. Listen to the Lord Jesus Christ. He speaks to you for your soul's good, your everlasting good. He's spoken to you. You cannot have God and Mammon as your master. Oh, but you think you can? He says you can't. He is truth. He tells the truth. He's never lied. He will never lie. Never deceive. Never trick you. Oh, no, we're not about tricks. We're about truth. Oh, that you could see it. Wake up. Listen to the one who speaks truth. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one 
and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Let us stand for prayers. Oh, Lord, help us to believe and therefore to repent every day. That we would love you only, always, forever, and be freed from our slavery to Satan and to sin and to unrighteousness and to mammon. Set us free. Only you can through faith as we come believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. May we come today and every day to believe afresh. And we ask it again for your praise and your glory alone. And we keep nothing, not one piece, not one iota for ourselves. We have nothing to deserve nothing. Mercy, mercy, be merciful to poor, helpless, enslaved sinners and set us free to serve you. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.